This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. Sharon Van Etten released Epic 10 on Friday. It's a double album celebrating the anniversary of her 2010 release, Epic. Van Etten wrote Epic in her parents' basement when she was in her 20s. It happened after she left an abusive relationship with a musician who discouraged her from writing. I owe everything to my parents for taking me in at one of the hardest points in my life where they let me live with them for a year as long as I got a job and went to therapy and went to school and got a hold of my life and figured out what it was I wanted to do and have conviction in that. But I was definitely heartbroken and lost, but at the same time, being able to to live with them and build myself back up and find that strength within myself to share these songs that I've been writing for years in the safety of <laughs> the house I grew up in. I have um, if it weren't for them taking me in like that, I don't, I wouldn't be doing this today. Sharon Van Etten's album Epic is intimate, with honest lyrics and powerful and emotional vocals. The album was well-received and marked a shift in Van Etten's career. From intern to artist at record label Bada Bing, and from solo folk singer to playing with a band, The anniversary release of Epic includes a reissue of the original record and an LP of covers. Through her career, Van Etten has worked with and been influenced and inspired by so many beloved indie artists, and several of them appear on the covers LP with their own interpretation of Van Etten's classics. Here's KEXP's Cheryl Waters talking with Sharon Van Etten about Epic, the anniversary reissue, and the collaborators who covered it. I'm wondering if looking back, if you were aware of how much your life was changing when you released Epic. The biggest thing for me in in making Epic, I was learning how to reach out to other people and communicate how I envisioned my songs moving forward with instrumentation and collaboration and, you know, just as an adult, learning how to accept help from others was huge, you know. And I was solo up until I started making Epic, and it ended up giving me the courage to get a band together. But other than building community, I didn't really understand the breadth of it in the moment. And looking back, I, I see that it was a huge stepping stone for me. You have surrounded yourself mostly with friends. You do like to work with people that you know, that you trust, that you're close with. And I want to start talking about the people that you worked with on this covers record of Epic. It's such a great collection of artists. And I'm wondering, did you work with the artists on the songs or did you just let them run with it and let yourself be surprised? I just wanted them to run with it, especially with artists. Sometimes the less direction, the better. Um, and giving them the freedom to find their own voice with it and how they connected with it. So I am thrilled with all that, I, that I've that i heard and what the, the energy and the time and the heart that they all put into it because they're all very much their own voices. I can absolutely hear the heart that they all put into it. And let's dig into Epic 10 now. Let's start with a crime. 
I love that you enlisted Justin Vernon and Aaron Desner to open up for this covers album because I remember how huge and special it was when both Bon Iver and The National covered the final track of Epic, Love More. And it seems very full circle for Big Red Machine to now perform their version of a crime. I'm wondering who approached who with that idea. It's funny, actually, because they're the first artists that I wanted to reach out and being involved in this at all to to see if it's even something that anyone would be interested in participating in. Um, and immediately I, I asked them about Love More since that was a song that initially made me reach out to them. I recorded that song before I decided to make an album. And that one song reached so many people and they covered that song before I made the record. And I didn't realize that I touched, you know, I could, I had, I didn't know how far my reach was. That was the first time that I had seen another artist cover my song. So, so when I reached out about this covers record, of course, Love More came to mind, but they were like, well, we kind of already did that. Can you pick another song? So I thought, well, instead of the closing, why don't you do the opening? Because it is so stark and minimal, um, you can have a lot of freedom with that. And they jumped on it. They did such an amazing job. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that, but I was floored, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, speaking about exciting people to have working on the record, for song number three, Lucinda Williams, one of the greatest songwriters alive today, alongside yourself, her bluesy interpretation of Save Yourself is stunning. What is it like to have this legend connect with your music and clearly bring so much of herself to the cover? I mean, quite honestly, I I cried the first few times I heard it and watched the video that she so generously took while she was making the song. Um, you know, I have I have many different levels of connection with her music, but the initial one was my mother, actually. You know, as a teenager, we butted heads a lot, but, um, you know, we there were a handful of artists that we connected on as mother-daughter, and it was definitely Mary Chapin Carpenter and Lucinda Williams, and those are the few things we could put on together on road trips where we would just sing along and, and forget about the, the angsty disagreements and just for a minute forget about all that. So... I've gotten to listen to Lucinda with my mom in the car at a young age. We got to go see her in concert. Uh, I got to go see her with my partner. And I was the first time I got to meet her. And she invited us backstage. And I'm literally walking backstage 
and super nervous. Like I hate bothering artists after shows. It's sometimes it, you never know what your what their energy level is. If it's if they're in the you know sometimes I want to see people. Sometimes I'm exhausted. So I was hesitant walking back there, but as I walked back there, she walked up to me with a glass of wine in her hand, singing every time the sun comes up. And I just, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to faint right there because, you know, having that acknowledgement from someone that I consider as one of the best singers and writers of our time, acknowledge what I think is one of my silliest songs. But um, I just, I, I felt understood and um, it, it's still something I'm wrapping my brain around, to be quite honest. But I'm honored isn't even enough of a word to say how much it means to me that she wanted to do this and, and honor the song in her own way. Try and make me feel like I'm your I feel like you and Lucinda both have this unique power of writing songs about past relationships that don't give the focus to the other person or the hurt that they caused. You write about yourself and the way that you respond, and that's very empowering. Is this something that you do naturally, or do you consciously center yourself in the narrative? Well, when I usually sit down and write a song, it's because I'm going through a lot emotionally, and I've I've always had a hard time communicating in the moment and the way I process my emotions is by writing and singing before I really have conversations about what it is I'm feeling because that's usually how I, I get perspective so most of the time I sit down and I hit record and I, I just try to get through this indescribable emotion most of those songs don't see the light of day because they are too personal but when I feel like I'm processing a song in a way where I can talk about my emotions without it being so specific, where I feel like it is a universal idea that other people can latch onto in their own way. That's when I decide I want to share it where, yes, it's something I was going through. But if I feel like I'm writing it in a way where it's not so specific, where it alienates the listener into feeling sorry for me, it's more about them being able to connect with that emotion and experiences that they've had. Don't Do It is one of my favorite songs on Epic, and it's probably the one I play the most on my radio show. It's such a remarkable track. Your ability to capture universal emotions without specifying specific actions or events in a way that people can relate to and just sort of imprint their own personal relationships. And you have the dream team... (laughs) Working on this song on Epic Ten, Courtney Barnett featuring Vagabond. And you wanna do it, and you wanna do it. If you wanna do it, you are gonna do it. Even if I don't want you to. Has the meaning of this song evolved for you in the 10 years since it's come out? Definitely. Um, I, you know, when I, when I first wrote it, it was about a lot of things. It was about, you know, cause Courtney actually asked me about 
the meaning behind it. And it has changed over the years. So that was a complex explanation for her. But, you know, I definitely wrote it with people in mind that, you know, suicide is obviously immediate. People that have mental health issues that don't take care of themselves or don't know how to or don't know how to reach out for help and how helpless they are and how helpless you feel as a friend. And I, I reflect back on it now. And even though sometimes I get embarrassed of how when you just look at lyrics on a page without the music, I'm like, uh, if you want to do it, you know, you want to do it. And even if I don't want you to, like alone looking at those lyrics, I get embarrassed. But like a lot of it is the emotion behind it that makes it feel that much more tangible um, and maybe elusive at the same time. But it's still a complex thought, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I can't imagine a better fit than Fiona Apple to close out the cover album with Love More. You use so much imagery of being trapped, chained, tied to a bed, and that's the same imagery which pops up often in Fiona's Fetch the Bolt Cutters. How did you first approach her about covering Love More? Quite honestly, I I didn't I didn't know. I, I thought it was a reach. <laughs> I mean, it definitely was a reach. Um, I've never met her, but I she was a, someone that I, I grew up with. And she was someone that definitely shaped how I looked at songwriting when I was a teenager before I ever really wrote. And for someone of her stature to continue to put out music that pushes the envelope, that is vulnerable, brave, and at the same time uplifting and empowering, I I couldn't think of any other artist, but I had my manager reach out on a whim because honestly, I'm still dumbfounded that she said yes. And giving it so much character that she did and thoughtfulness to the arrangement um, and giving it a new life in a, in a lighter way, in some ways, it was like breaking those chains from when I wrote it and putting it into a universe for me that in some ways gives me, I don't know, more closure in a way of where I was when I wrote that song. Do what she said, the words she said left out Over into the sky where I'll soon fly And she took the time To believe in, to believe in what she said Well, the song is simultaneously so dark, but incredibly hopeful and resilient. You grant yourself patience and grace in the wake of an abusive relationship. And I can only imagine the impact it continues to have on individuals who've been through similar situations. What has your audience response been like to that song over the years? And fans that have come forward telling me that that song has given them a voice for a story that they haven't been able to tell um, helps helps me feel like it's not a selfish thing to do because it is a jarring song. Uh, Definitely, I'm sure, a song that my parents still uh, get emotional hearing. But 
it takes going to this dark place to be to get out of it you know and so as i've connected with fans over the years it's definitely been a song that gave them the language to talk about it with other people a song that has brought friends together to share painful memories but also to commiserate and to connect in a way that they didn't have the language for so i'm so glad that it's reached people in a positive way um, to know that it can get better if you just find that connection somehow, however you need to. Well, Epic is such a wonderful record, and Epic 10, such an incredible way to celebrate that masterpiece. I won't ask you if you have a favorite cover, but do you actually have a favorite song on that album? Or is that like asking a parent who their favorite <laughs> child is? <laughs> I mean, I think... All the songs are special to me, um, but Love More is definitely the one that um, I feel like took me out of the bedroom feeling sorry for myself and helped me reach out to other people and connect, um, not just in the writing process, but in the recording process and in the connecting with other musicians as I've found myself over the years. And this record means a lot to me, and that closing song really sums it all up personally. You know, when you made this record 10 years ago, you probably couldn't even imagine all these incredible artists would be paying tribute to it one day. What do you think the Sharon of 10 years ago would have felt about this? I probably wouldn't have believed it. Um, I, I would not have been able to predict anything like this, but I, I, I would have been the shy girl in the corner um, waving and not being able to say anything, whereas... Now, I think I'd have the confidence to give everyone a hug. Well, it's a beautiful piece of work, and the original still on constant rotation for me, and now I have this beautiful piece that you've added to it to add to my collection. Thank you so much for making this beautiful music and sharing your thoughts with us. It's always such a pleasure to talk with you. It's always nice to catch up with you, Cheryl. Your support over the years means the world. I hope you know that. And I can't wait to come up to Seattle and play for you again. Oh, we can't wait for that either. And we appreciate all the love you've shown KEXP as well. Thanks for always making time for us. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. All right. I'll see you soon. That was Cheryl Waters speaking with Sharon Van Etten about the anniversary of her album, Epic. That has just been released as a cover album called Epic Ten. This is Sound and Vision.
Sound and Vision, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.